Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. I like the song. How's everybody doing tonight? Hope you're having a wonderful Monday night. This is a little strange because normally I'm sitting in this chair and it's a Sunday and now it's a Monday. Sitting to my right, the co-host of the show, the rust of the show, Mr. Pete Glusick. How you doing? Happy New Year. Pete, don't let these people bust your hat, bust your balls about your hat. Tell them. Man, we lost, we lost an MVP quarterback. We, everybody has picked us to lose every single game since that's happened. That's right. And here we are playing the next round. Yes. Uh, one more to go to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, man, yes. I'm loving on the Eagles, man. I'm, I'm loving on the Eagles, good too. Ball. And here's the thing. The Eagles have a lot of people supporting them. We have amazing companies supporting the show, Pete Glusick. I think we have quite a few great ones. We do. We'd like to start with the presenting sponsor of Ike Live, Mystery Tackle Box. It's like Christmas to your door once a month, Pete. Brand new lures, putting them right in your hands without even thinking about it. I'm very excited. I hope they have me on the list, but they have an elite tackle box wow coming out that's unbelievable very excited about that listen high, high end lures if you don't have a mystery tackle box and you're watching right now and you want one use the promo code ike live and you get your first box for half off 12 bucks sweet 50 percent off your first box all right use the promo code ike live we're also brought to you by flambo outdoors uh man listen if you got tackle you don't want that stuff to rust up check out the flambo products they use z rust of course if you go to flambo.com Use the promo code IKELIVE. 20% off everything on the site, Pete, including decoys. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that season still open? I don't know, but you just put a decoy out in your front yard. Well, you roll it across the ice right now in our front yard. That's right. What about <laughs> this What about this uh, scent issue, Pete? Tell me about scent. Well, scent's key. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be key this year. You guys are fishing... The elites are fishing two cold water tournaments. Two cold water tournaments, key. And that's going to be a big, big deal. And uh, right now you can use scent to melt the ice and maybe catch a fish in our house. Wow. Around, around here. That's I think a good, it works. That's a good one. Use the promo code IKELIVE25 and get 25% off everything on liquidmayhem.com. Pete, we're also brought to you, and this is a little special one tonight. We're also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. This <laughs> is, in fact, the kayak special tonight. And, you know, hey, man, Hobie, Hobie Kayaks are, is the... Lamborghini of Cadillac, of, of kayaks. They wrote the book. <laughs> they started this whole thing. They did. The Lamborghini of kayaks. It's <laughs> the best way to describe it. Uh, and by the way, we have a special guest joining us tonight. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to tease you a little bit on that. We're also brought to you by TH Marine, makers of great marine products for every kind of vessel. Pete, whether you've got a John boat or a Biggie Small Shot, TH Marine <laughs> makes something for it, right? Yeah, they make the best stuff in the business and... Uh, and we love TH Marine. Do we have a TH Marine thing going on? Here? Uh, yeah, TH Marine. If you say Ike Live, <laughs> they'll give you a deal. You just got to call there and ask them. Give you a free Atlas Jack plate. They just might. Just call tell, them them, tell them we sent you. Uh, Bash University, Pete. We got some specials going on. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a lot of specials going on. In particular, if you live in Indiana, we're going to be there this weekend. Uh, next weekend, we're going to be at Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're going to be down in Alabama. Mm. On uh, the banks of Neely Henry down in Gadsden. Uh, so get a ticket, come out and see us. If you can't make it, uh, subscribe to BashU.tv and you get 10 days free 
uh, going wow. on right now. So wow. give it a try. Come and check it out. We're going to help you become a better angler. Also brought to you by Real Snot. Pete, you mentioned the freezing cold conditions. Real Snot not only help, helps you make longer casts, helps get that ice off the guides, bro. Key this time of the year. Yeah, that's huge. Very key. Long and, cast. And you can get that at Tackle Warehouse. You can get it at Tackle Warehouse. And we're brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. <laughs> and listen to this. If you spend more than 50 bucks and you mention Ike Live, you get free shipping. Outstanding. Did you know that? Is that is that written down there? That's true. That's sweet. It's very true. That's that, that, Everybody uses Tackle Warehouse. They're the best in the business. They support the Bass University tackle shop. Uh you know, so I'm surprised. You know, I'm surprised they're not retired after selling all the tackle they did over the holidays. It's crazy. I'm, I'm surprised too. Also brought to you by Vision Wheels. If you want to trick out your truck and trailer, check out VisionWheel.com. Finally, last but not least, Pete, a brand new sponsor of Ike Live in 2017-2018, Line Cutters. Yes. Line Cutters with us. Uh, did you see that post from Damon? Very cool. We're going to be talking a little bit about that later. Dave, did you see that? Okay, we'll talk about it later. Line cutters, big, changing the game, cuts line like butter, even 100, 200, 500 pound braid like butter. I can't wait to see that post. I didn't see that post. Yeah, you flip with 500 pound braid, don't you? Yeah, on occasion, you know, when I'm doing the giant, the Goliath grouper thing. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Damon's shout out. Uh, listen to me, hang in there with us. When we come back in just a minute, we've got a very special kayak show for you. Lots of guests, lots of prizes. You don't want to miss it. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the Internet. Now it's time for Ike Live. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steaming, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. at home how you doing tonight hope you're having a wonderful monday night i know i am very excited to be here uh mr pete glusick co-host of the show how you doing tonight pete yeah, great we're into the new year i'm excited got some new year resolutions we're ready to go i want to hear about some of yours but uh l- let me tell you first of all we have a special show tonight normally we have just normal shows tonight's a special show tonight we're doing a kayak special episode i'm so excited to talk about this stuff well i, I mean it's key. It's changing the the face of fishing right now with what's going on, 
you know, it's it's making fishing accessible to people that didn't didn't have it. Uh, and there's so much new technology going on. It, it watch these guys rig out their kayaks. It's insane. It's very exciting. It's yeah, very exciting, it's and it's cool. growing the entire sport of fishing. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Let me finish introing the room for you. Sitting on the casting couch tonight, to my left, the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. The Braz, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf, a.k.a. Hudley Crockett. How you doing? <laughs> Diversified portfolio. Dude! And, and you keep the hits coming with, with a few more. Are you going to yeah. surprise us with any new characters tonight? Now I've had this uh, this cough that the rest of the country has. I've had it for months. And wow! You can't voice, you can't yeah, shake it. I don't know. I should have I should have come up with a voice that fits the cough. You, you know should have. I mean? Yeah. But now how yeah. does how does it, do the other character voices are they affected by the cold that you have? <laughs> They'll just be them sick. <laughs> It'd be stormtroopers yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Mark Jeffries with a cold. Right, and this is a great time to intro him because I can see him as you're saying you're sick. I can see him sliding over. <laughs> nah, <I'm laughs> I watched him slide over a little bit. Uh, join us tonight, and this is great to have him live in studio from Hobie Kayaks. Keaton Eoff is in the house tonight. Keaton. I'll get my hand up. Give myself a hand. Give yourself a hand. Dude, thank you for coming in. We've we've tried to set this up for a long time. We finally wrangled you in the studio. So thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, and thanks for the nice banner at the airport. You're welcome. When I got here, you're welcome. You guys went over the top. We don't spare any expense. Normally, guests we don't like, we send Brian the Carpenter to go pick them up. Yeah. But well, he we, offered, but I, yeah, I knew better. Right, right. Yeah, you know yeah, better yeah. than to let him pick you up. Uh, <laughs> excited to have you on. We're going to be talking kayak fishing all night. It's going to be a good show. Uh, back in the booth tonight, Pete, pushing buttons, mm-hmm. making plays, making it happen. They were cheering a little bit ago because <laughs> they were cheering. You'd think like they won the lottery, but they actually just got the show to work, which is kind of exciting. <laughs> found the on button. Right, they found the on button. They've been working back there for five years on the show, and they found the on button. Uh, with the orange hat, because he was hunting earlier, Brian the, Car- <laughs> Brian the Carpenter, how you doing tonight? Giving me the thumbs down. Uh, Brian's Brian's happy tonight because I gave him a package. Uh, I brought it all the way from uh, from the show in Kokomo, yeah. flew all those miles with this amazing package of jigs and crankbaits, and I gave it to him tonight, and he was a little upset by the delivery of the package. Brian, you want to talk about that? <laughs> Guess not. All right, Brian. Nobody can hear you. No, they're all dead back there. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. Wait, I can't hear Brian, but I, I think I hear something coming through. Shh, what is that? Where, where was the weed? <laughs> was that Ryan's ghost coming through? That's unbelievable. All right, and sitting... <laughs> he just turned him... He just shut the image off. Sitting next to Brian, you have to visualize this, Pete. You have to have to visualize it because there's, there's sound back there right now. Eric, the intern, is back there joining us. Uh, give us an Eric, the intern voice real quick. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Uh, remember to dial into my show and uh, thank you. <laughs> Eric, we understand you're joining uh, the uh, uh, chicken ripping lips. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, I'm gonna be the chicken tri- lips. I'm gonna be the, the ripping. Uh, chi- no, what is it? Chicken ripping lips. Chicks ripping lips. Yeah, I'm gonna be the treasurer, and I'm gonna give uh, couch dances. <laughs> well, congratulations, Eric, on joining an all-female fishing club. Thank you. It's very impressive. Uh, we got a great show for you in store tonight. Let me remind you, if you're watching. Pete, their input is very key to tonight's show. Lots of ways to connect with the show. 
Of course, on IkeLive.com, hit us up on the instant messaging right next to your screen sitting over there. You can also watch us on the Ike Live Facebook page and comment over there. But, Pete, we're going to be giving away – we've got three or four nice prizes tonight. We've got some trivia questions lined up tonight for these guys. Awesome. So they need to hang in through all the different ep- – got about three breaks in the show. Need to hang in there with us. Awesome. It's going to be good. Uh, let's do this. Let's start the show like we always do, and we want to send a big thank you to our uh, military, active and veterans, men and women. Thank you for what you do. It's a crazy world. Also, thank you to the police, firemen, EMT. Thank you guys for what you do. Did you hear that uh, ballistic missile warning on the way over here today? No. Was there one for Pittsgrove? <laughs> I know there's one for I Hawaii. There, yeah, I, I think didn't... there was one for Pittsgrove. How messed too. up wow. is that? How easy it is <laughs> oh, to yeah. just send up this mass panic of a, yeah. of a, of a, a pending doom. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, what, what's interesting is Washington Post had an article where they interviewed this family. That you know, it, it we all I looked at it from afar and I'm like, oh, big deal. It's just a little warning, you know, last a couple minutes, or whatever. But dude, they were fear stricken for ten, whatever it was, five or ten minutes that it lasted. For people who don't know what we're talking about, Hawaii has basically like an emergency broadcast system for yeah. missile incoming mm-hmm. missile attacks, warning detection system. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like an early warning grid detection thing, and someone accidentally pushed the on button to that. Crazy. How come that on button works and our on button? Never. It, I don't know. It seemed weird. I heard a report, and it was like they double-clicked yeah. something that was – how could it be that particular? They accidentally like, clicked it twice. Yeah, one yeah. click right. is, is safe. Two clicks is yeah. is like we're all going to die. Yeah. Whoever designed that <laughs> should be fired <laughs> to design the one and two-click system. You know, Microsoft popped up a little thing that said, are you sure you want to click? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Are you sure? But it, it is, it is kind of horrific mm. because I read this article on this, this lady with a child and pets and her husband wasn't home. Dude, she, you know, she went through, and, and I, I gauged in the article they were a little bit of preppers because she knew what to do though. So put him, put her, put her kid in the bathroom, went looking for a dog, started getting the reserve water, started filling the bathtub, like all these things you do when there's, you know, the threat of nuclear war, and nuclear fallout. It's crazy. I, I mean, she's shitting herself. I, the whole island was was doing it, man, and it, and it went on for 38 minutes. Yeah, but there's people still alive that live on that island, not many, that live through the original That's true. Through an attack. That's I mean, true. It happened in their lifetime. They lived through an actual real attack on mm-hmm. that island. You know? I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine being out there. What, who, who was it out there? Uh, Jim Carrey was in Hawaii. Wow. I saw I saw an article that you know where he was like, you know, this is this is control because he yeah. along with everybody else thought that there were man missiles were coming man i yeah i can't imagine what that's like you know and honestly i think about that from where we live because we live in a target zone man oh yeah bullseye we got new york city on one side washington dc on the other and philadelphia in between bullseye if they're sending a missile it, it's it's coming our way but you, what people don't understand is north korea does not have rapid fire like everything they have the type of propellant that they use takes a long time to get Based up right. and get going. Yeah. It, it, w- it wouldn't be like as if one of the more advanced countries launched an attack. Like right. We would have ample notice that they are, they have stuff coming up off the ground. Mm. It wouldn't be Not good. as quick and as catastrophic as you might yeah. think. It's a wake up call that we're all thinking about it and talking about it now. We'll see we'll see what transpires here. It's a big wake up call. Uh, let me also mention Pete, besides Keaton in studio tonight, we do have a couple more guests joining us. We've got Ron Champion. Friend of the show. The champ. The champ joining us again with his, I, I believe his son's going to make a little appearance too. Branton will be joining us tonight, talk a little bit about kayak fishing. We also have uh, Mr. Kayak himself, Chris Payne, joining us tonight. 
to enlighten us on the subject of kayak fishing a little bit. So it's it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I'd I like to – you want to talk a little bit, Pete, real quick? We'll do a little catch-up. Uh, Bash University this past weekend, big success. You want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. I mean, we were at Kokomo, Indiana, which is one of our favorite places that we go. Um, it's it's outside of Chicago. It's in between uh, uh, Chicago and Indianapolis. Right. It's amazing how many bass heads there are in Tons that part of, bass of the heads. country. Yeah. I mean, they've got more high school clubs than probably mm. Texas, believe it or not. Mm. It's it's crazy how, you know, they're just fanatical, and Texas is huge. I think most of the subscribers for Bass University TV are in Texas uh, for us. So, you know, but clearly, but it was a great show. Um, Zona was down. Uh, you were there on Saturday. Yes. You know, we had Bill Lowen and John Cruz on Sunday. Um, just tremendous enthusiasm and feedback from uh, from the students and the instructors. So, uh, yep. yeah, it was a great event. You know, we really will be back in Kokomo again next year. We really enjoyed being there this year. Um, and here we go. We got we got another one next weekend. It's the start of it all. I actually flew in from uh, from Austin, Texas. Yeah. I want to tell you about the shock, the weather shock that I had. <laughs> when I left Austin, I think it was we had a 70-degree high that day mm-hmm. and little little cooler at night. And then I got off the plane in uh, Indy, and it was like 20 with snow flurries. <laughs> That's a shock. Shock. Yeah, what, you know what else is a shocker? It's very unusual looking bass that you were catching when you were down in Austin. That's right. That's yeah. right. There were some. I had a Different. 40, 48-pound smallmouth. <laughs> I know that sounds big to a lot of people watching, but it was a smallmouth buffalo, Pete, uh, which is not a bass, but I, it was awesome. And, and I'm going to take this time right now, Dave, uh, Keaton, uh, Pete, if you want to just sit straighten up a little bit, this is a real big moment for me. I want to take this time to make an announcement about why I was in Austin, and I'm going to make this announcement about the announcement <laughs> for the big announcement <laughs> that I will make, and it's looking like the announcement about this really amazing, game-changing, for me, life-changing announcement will indeed come sometime in the summertime, Dave. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, As we've been yeah. promoting this announcement for right. like months that it was going to be today. Ah, I know. I know. I, I, I wanted it to be today. Well, it is, I guess. It is today. <laughs> I can tell you this much. I will I will throw some little uh, little cheese at people. Not the whole bun, but a little cheese. And, and I'm working on a new TV project. I'm very excited about it. Dave, it, it follows an old show that I did, sort of the same premise of an old show I did. I'm getting to travel across the country and and the world. I'm getting to go to some international locations and fish for a lot of different species of fish. And I, I love that. I love that. Keaton, we're going to talk later. You come from the bass world. You're a freshwater guy, but you've been exposed to other species. There's something about fishing for, like, fish that pull back regardless of if they're bass or not, right? Always. Always, always as right? Long, as long as they're not carp. As long as they're not carp, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, as long and, and, Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. I, I respect it. I saw a big blue cat as well. Big blue cat, yeah. And uh, that that was nice, but uh, not a lot of us Southerners fish for carp. Yeah, why is that? Why is that? Because you've seen the other side of it. You've yeah. seen the European guys, yeah. and we were talking upstairs yeah. off camera that these carp guys, Pete, they treat the fish like like human babies. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Wow. That's such precious 
you know, it's this precious, beautiful creature. You've seen it. What is it about yeah, that? I, Why? I, I think we can throw some kudos to our uh, current fisheries management yeah. in the United States, especially we have a great uh, team in Texas, our Texas Parks and Wildlife are always uh, working to produce us great game fish. Yeah. Um, and, and probably over in Europe, some of those other countries just they didn't develop that way with those kind of uh, good uh, resources. Yeah. And so the carp in a, in a lot of waters thrive. Right. Um, whereas a lot of game fish don't. And right. so maybe it's pollution, maybe it's just the type of water they have, but uh, the Europeans love carp fishing. And I've they got a few it. American buddies that yeah. uh, love carp fishing as well. They're, and they're, they're, It's a powerful animal. It's, yeah. When yeah. they do, when they get 30, 40, mm-hmm. 50 pounds, mm-hmm. it's on that light tackle that most of those mm-hmm. guys fish. Yeah, and boilies. And boi- on a boilie. I caught it on a boilie. There you go. I caught it on a boilie with a piece of pop-up corn behind okay. it. Okay. What's a boilie? On a hair rig. So boilie is basically like a dough ball. Best way okay. to describe dough ball, but they sort of concoct it. They all have these different formulas, mm-hmm. which is interesting. They all have a secret. They all have a, a scent. Um, and and boilies, you know, basically just like a dough ball, sort of. And I caught it on a boilie, and then behind the boilie was a piece of corn, but not real corn, fake corn that's high buoyancy <laughs> that makes the boilie stand up off the bottom and be seen by the fish. Wow. So it's it's a system. It's crazy. What's considered a world-class carp? I I, I would I, you know I, I'm gonna just off the limit experience I've had with fishing with uh, some of the guys here in Philadelphia and then now down in Austin, I would say when that fish gets 30, 40 pounds or bigger, then it starts becoming a world-class fish. Okay. You know, like the 60s and 70s are definitely out there and, and they're obtainable. And then I, I follow a lot of these guys on Instagram and Facebook. And, dude, I swear to you, these guys are holding ones that are like seven in the 70 range because it's all gut. They're <laughs> holding this thing and these guts are just straight down and you're like, holy hell. But, dude, it doesn't happen fast. The one thing is you have to have a tremendous amount of patience. You probably know this, Keaton, but a lot of those guys in Europe will camp. Like, literally yeah. throw lines out. They'll have 6 to 12 rods out with alarms, and they'll just sit back and wait. They'll do a little baiting. They'll do bait changes. They're still, you know, interactive. It's highly but technical. It's highly Actually, technical. For, for, mm-hmm. And their gear is very expensive. High, yes. Highly technical. High technical, but... They'll go two, three days sometimes without a bite until they get that bite. But what do they, they feed on to get that kind of mass? So a lot of it. So again, I'm, I'm. This is a learning process. Uh, you know, carp and then smallmouth buffalo, which aren't technically carp. We'll talk about that in a second. Are bottom feeders. You know, like catfish. So they're, they're down there and they're, they're inhaling, just constantly sucking in, and sucking out to feed off the bottom. But what a lot of these guys do is they, they. Feed bait the holes right so they're spending a tremendous amount of time and i'm i don't just mean like days leading up to when they fish i mean months and months and months creating a feeding spot for these fish so they're actually making the fish bigger themselves by feeding them up and it's crazy and they'll use like uh like meal you know it's almost like cornmeal it's like uh like grits and oats and and they'll bait these spots. So these you can imagine, dude. These carp are just down there, like, oh, we're in heaven, you know. They're they're, they're just eating. Food rain down. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the one I caught, it was 48 on the scale, and it had clearly 48, 48 on the scale, and it had clearly been eating that stuff for for a day. You you, you know, he's to be that gutted out and it not be eggs. Yeah. That fish has been eating for right. for days. 
You know, yeah. so that's still huge. Well, how long does it take to catch a 48 pound carp? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because um, it took less time than I, I thought it was going to be forever and ever. I caught a 30 in the fall on the Delaware River, and it took probably 25 to 30 minutes. And oh, this 48 probably took 20, 18 to 20 minutes. That's still a long time. Long time, long time. A lot can go wrong. A lot in, can in go wrong, minutes. but really long rod. Mm-hmm. 12 to 14 foot spinning rods that are really soft. So the fight is 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 really the fish absorbing that rod the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, braided line. So and really really loose drag too. So you know you let the fish yeah. do its thing and you know but they're, the hooks they're using are drop shot hooks. You know that's nuts. They're t- they're number well, eights. Are, are, is it like a like a bass does? Like does he di- does a carp dig for cover? Does he try to get you in trouble? It, it's uh you know the the common carp that I caught here back a couple months ago had way more quick surges where it would zzzz. the forty eight pound smallmouth buffalo was definitely like slower digging with a few of those runs but just more slow digging to where he would. Just put his back into it and yeah. like just slow and steady, not those quick runs, you right. know. That's still amazing though. Dude, think about it. Here, here's what I explain. Because he, he couldn't move that good because he was full on all that. Well, bait that's that probably you're... what it was. <laughs> but you know, look at 50 pound fish in general, right? Mm-hmm. Saltwater species. There are people spending thousands of dollars to take exotic trips, right? Yep. To catch 50 pound class game fish, saltwater fish, and and. Uh, Wow, was that me? <laughs> oh. And uh, you know, with with <laughs> is that Brian's ghost? Is that Brian's ghost? <laughs> is that Brian's ghost? <laughs> Can it be Brian's ghost? <laughs> it's, it's the real ghost problem. It is. They, it's they, the real tie, ghost. they tell you not to True. play around. They tell you not to play around. With it's you like the Ouija like, board, right? Yeah, you they, open it, and they're going to come. They tell you not to play around. Well, uh, what was I saying? Oh, getting back to my thought real quick, and we'll go on. Uh, you can do this stuff right where you're at. Right. Everybody, everybody watching tonight. Every state in the nation. Every state, city, rural, suburb, you can do it right where you're at. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome, that right? It really is. And yeah. that does tie into, we're going to talk, Keaton, a little later about accessibility mm-hmm. to stuff. And it falls into that. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy for people to get involved in the sport, which I love. And then right afterward, you can yeah. slit your wrists. Then you can slit yeah. your wrists, right. <laughs> After five days of not getting a bite, you can slit your wrists. I... I, I I would like – I know this is a little premature, but I want to throw it out there, Keaton. What percent of kayak guys, or more specifically, Hobie kayak guys, are bass fishermen versus multi-species fishermen? Do you have, a, you have an idea what that percentage is? Great question. I don't have the percentage. Okay. However, I can tell you that, that bass fishing is what's growing. So especially with kayak fishing, and I think you had historically – um, with the professional bass tournaments, yeah. boat motor tournaments were, were so established yeah. within the inland uh, areas that kayak fishing really started on the on the coast. It was about accessibility. I mean, look at the coastline we have. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it started as a salt. It was a salt really, water thing. Really, especially for Hobie, but in general, started um, as a, as a coastal sport, really. Right. Um, and I think it's just because it, it, there were those years of ingrained, um, you know, fishing styles, competitions. There was a lot of bass fishing going on um, within the sport. And on the coast, there wasn't that, you know, tradition uh, built up yet. So right. you had accessibility. Um, we also, you know, for Hobie, surf and sail, right? Right. So a lot of our stores, our retailers were on the coast. Our companies, you know, Oceanside, California, right? Yeah. 
you know, 10 miles away from the coast. So, yeah, um, yeah launched pretty much coastal, really got established coastal, and then the light bulb went off. And and a lot of that came with, you know, what what us and, and other companies have started doing is, is the great thing about rotomolded kayaks is you mold those things and design them with features already in the kayak. Right. Um, you know, and you look back seven, eight years ago, really the accessories market started picking up. Other companies started making products to fit kayaks. Yeah. And it just grew and grew and grew. And now you can sit there and, uh, you know, have a power pole stakeout pole on your kayak. It's crazy. You got your Lance, Lance Fish Finder. You've yeah. got all your accessories ready to roll, um, and you hit the water. And so all that is has come to a point where bass fishing is really, really growing in kayak fishing, and it's it's where a lot of growth is going to come from. Yeah, and in fact, it's Pete. We've heard the stat at ICAST last year and the year before from the ICAST folks. They're saying it's the fastest growing segment of bass fishing right now is mm-hmm. kayak fishing. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I mean, I got to say, I think it's awesome. And congratulations on what you guys are doing and making it accessible, making fishing accessible to, to people that, you know, that, that never had that chance before. You know, we, we've been, we've been taught since uh, the beginning that, you know, not taught really, but exposed. We got to have a $70,000 bass boat and a, and a $70,000 truck to tow it with or, or a $250,000 truck like Mike just got. And uh, to be able to go fishing, that's not but, true. Uh, that's not <laughs> it's a pretty awesome Toyota, by the way. The, uh, um, you know, so that's what you're, you know, you're doing, and 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 uh, you know, guys coming out of college, coming out of or high school, right? That man, you're not jumping into that. You know, it takes years to be able to amass that kind of income. You know, and in, in Brian's case, like thirty or forty years. You know, but um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> right, do you have a mic that you can defend can we, yourself now? Can we title that Pete Fires Back? Or oh, wow. Pete, Pete Strikes Fires he, Back. He assumed your mic wasn't working, so that's the reason he went out on a limb there. We're going to call that Pete Grows uh, But no, congratulations. You're bringing the fishing to the masses. I, I think it's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. I'll I tell you what's cool, Keaton. We, we talk about all the time about uh, Brian and Dave and I grew up together, you know, real young. And when we were, I guess, in high school... We finally had enough money to buy a John boat. We were buying a Coleman Crawdad was big around here. But it I've was got one. Still. Yes. Uh, yeah, great boat. But it was it was like the early predecessor to what this kayak movement has become. It it's really is. Polyurethane. We were taking it ourselves and decking it out with half inch plywood. Yeah. And it was an uh, seriously, it was an early version to what you see this kayak world exploding. So we we knew back then yeah. we were just too old to be on this trend, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cuz I don't I don't remember kayak freshwater kayak fishing back then wasn't even a, on the map at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the well, early 80s. But think about belly boats. Belly boats? They, too, they yes. were around, right? They were was, around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so there were and there were a lot of clubs fishing out of out of belly boats and tubes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is you were committed. Mm. Right. I mean, you you couldn't really move very fast. Right. And uh, and so now with with kayaks moving and especially with Mirage Drive, you've got hands free ability now. Yeah. And you can stand up in your kayak. And so if you look at just the progression of the platform. Right. And in line with what you were talking about with with boat motors, traditional boats getting the entry levels just gotten pretty, pretty high. And so, you know, you can go in for, you know. What a seventy thousand dollar bass boat! You can enter the kayak market and a really good one now. You know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, 
And it's crazy. You know, yeah, so that's that's crazy. Huge. That's huge. That's yeah. huge for the sport huge. and for the kids. And yeah. but, you yeah. know, parents like you think about it. Even a even a, a middle aged man that's got three kids and a mortgage, you know, and he's stuck. You know, he's got he's he's paying his bills and. You, you can get them out on the water now. Yeah, and then one thing that, that we probably don't see, you guys, you know, at least Mike lives in a somewhat of a more rural area. you got room to put a boat. Right. So I come from an area like that where you have room. You know, a, a lot of pl- places are, you know, getting your, your, your lifestyle smaller and smaller. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have room for the big boat anymore. Yeah. And so now, you know, we, we've got products. We've got inflatables, you know. Yeah. Great inflatable products that you can stick in a closet and still get out and fish. So just giving people the opportunity to take a product. That's going to fit their need, and you can go back and, and have access to a lot of water. I had both those problems, so I, yeah. I had, you know, I had the, the seventy thousand dollar boat. I had a place where I couldn't put it, and you could easily put a kayak. Like as a single guy, you could have that kayak right in your living room, right in the second room of the apartment yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the mo- yeah. and and the ability to access water that you can't access with the bigger boats. Yeah, now mm-hmm. that that and I love that, that intimate that. the intimate quiet places that you just can't have yeah. when, when, when you got power equipment. And yeah. I, and I do I miss that. Yeah. I miss that doing what I'm doing. You know, with my bass cat, and you know, I love the tournament. I love that stuff, but I do miss it. Like when I got started, because I started in a in a in a canoe. You know, but a, a canoe is we capsized it more. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, but but that uh, right. you know, we capsized. We had trouble. We you know, they were not set up for fishing. But the part that I loved about it was that exact thing, man. We could put that. We could car top it. We could go fish places that others couldn't. It was quiet. You know what I mean? You got to get back to nature. You know, that's that that was the awesome part about it. And, and, it, and it was easy. It was easy. It wasn't, you know, like launching a boat in a place can be an ordeal, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a freaking ordeal. Putting a kayak in is easy. Yep. It's easy. It's it's and light. You just lift it and go, right? Down, down where my mom lives in Florida. Like, I only almost want to just live there with a kayak just to fish all those lakes that are off 95 a few miles the beaten, away. Off the beaten path lakes. Nobody fishes them. Giants. Man. No, but next to all the dumps on 95, all of them have lakes. There's never, ever a boat on right. there, man. Just yeah. gators. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah. But, like, just for that reason alone, to get yeah. out and just fish places that no one else is. There's, mm-hmm. like, that whole sneaking on private property feel you have. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, I love that. Yeah, you yeah. got the place to yourself. <laughs> what does that feel like? It's pretty awesome. It? Breaking, Bills, the, yeah. breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking the law. <laughs> now, that feeling of being the only one alive that's ever fished a place, that's a cool yeah. feeling. Yeah. And it's rare that you get that in a full-size bass boat anymore. Really is. Oh, absolutely. It's very rare that you get that feeling. Yeah, and that yeah. that brings you the accessibility part of it, which I love. And like I said, we teach so many high school and college kids, and man, they, you know, they're trying to get into that bass boat, but it it ain't happening, you know. And not every, you know, not everybody's a Matt and Jordan Lee where they can rock out with a you know fully rigged boat, right? You know, right away out of college, you know, they're very fortunate to do that. But they, the uh, the other guys, you know, I mean, they can get right into it. They can keep their passion going. Keep their fishing going. Keep fishing while you're waiting. Uh, yeah, yeah, while you're working, yeah. while you're saving, while you're building your skill set. You know, you're learning. But there's have fun with it. There's also lessons in planning for tournaments when you fish in these smaller boats. So, like Mike said, we came up fishing and crawled that. You couldn't bring everything that you could bring. Yeah. You, you can you bring a little bit less in these kayaks, mm-hmm. and it forces you to actually plan a lot differently. And I think that actually trans tra- transfers over to when you do get a bigger boat that you're not inundated. With a bunch of crap, right? That you have, you know, you have a, you have a singular focus on what actually works for you, and you don't have to the bases, fill yeah. every single damn basin full yeah. of boxes. Yeah. See, I, I missed that lesson. 
I no. have every basin filled with a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> every basin. <laughs> That's the way I fish. But but Morgan Prominence, I hope he's listening. You're fish. Morgan carries about. 70 pounds of gear dude, he, in his kayak. Uh, really? He, oh, yeah. You go grab it his straight in, out of the back. You're like... Uh, dude, I it mean, was insane. Yeah, when we yeah. fished together, he showed up with more stuff than I've ever, ever had in yeah. my kayak ever. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And I mean rods, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, for me, like, you know, one or two or three is a comfortable amount. Dude, Morgan had like 10 rods or something. I don't know. They were in every hole in the back, <laughs> all around the age crate. Coming off the sides, dude. Look like it looked like those crappie boats that have the spider rigs yeah, coming out right. the back. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That'd be me. I know it. it I know it. It was crazy. I I, I want to hear it. Uh, Keaton, tell us a little bit about. I've heard other people. I've heard Dave. I know Dave's experience. I know Mayan. Tell us about your first experience fishing in a kayak, and it didn't even have to be a Hobie. Your yeah. first experience fishing in a kayak. Yeah, interesting. Um, prior to kayak, it was a crawdad. Still have one. Yeah. Um, and fishing the Lano River in a small boat. I fished in belly boats. I fished on top of a big thing of styrofoam <laughs> that, that that flooded out from under a dock and was on the side of this couch. Man. We floated down the river fishing on that thing. Oh, one time. my God. <laughs> so, but uh, my actually my first kayak experience was a Hobie, um, and it was years before. I wasn't even aware of Hobie. I was still, uh, um, we were kind of probably in the beginning stages of some of the Sabeel stuff. Yep. And uh, I was down at Shoalgrass Lodge down in Texas. My buddy Dave Maynard showed up with two kayaks, and they were Hobies. Yeah. So we put them in the water and went fishing. Didn't think yeah. twice about it. Huh. And, uh, you know, five or six years later, here I am. How about wow. that? So, did, did, you know, did you know that first time that it was something special, something that you loved? Yeah, you know what? It was different. Right. Something uh, something completely different. But And there we were, you know, you know, maybe a quarter mile from the flats. And so this was salt water, and so we just, you know, out the channel um, on the flats, and then that night we fished the lights. Yeah. You know, a lot of trout Ooh, fishing under the lights yeah. at night. And, and so really it was just a, a great trip and fun experience, and it was kind of a – I was fishing pretty much anywhere and everywhere I could at the time. Yeah. So that was that experience that uh, I had. It was great. And then, you know, on back to my big old piece of styrofoam. Because you know, <laughs> one thing, you know uh, – with the Hobie is, you know, the entry level can, you know, it's a little high for kayaks. I mean, we, we know we make a great product. Yeah. Um, we've got a Mirage Drive. It's, it's totally different, but that adds some expense to the, the kayak. And at that time, it wasn't in my entry level. Right. And so, um, yeah, it took a few years before I was uh, ready to commit that level of resources. But yeah. it, it never fails that once you have the experience, it's amazing how you can start working towards that level of resources. Yeah, yeah, get yeah you, right. Get <laughs> yeah. you what you get want. Focused. Yeah. And the coolest thing, and I think that I've seen in my tenure, is all the accessories that make it easier. Yeah. Right? Because we all like that kayak that Morgan carries 70 pounds of gear in. That's a you know 135 pound kayak. It's 14 feet long. It, but now we we have accessories that make them easy to load. We have accessories to to roll them out of the water. Yeah, accessories to make it all easy and functional yeah and and that's a great thing about that i've seen in the last 10 years seven years is the uh the industry coming in to like if there was a problem there's someone there to fix it yeah and uh that's been the greatest thing just yeah. making these things more and more accessible it's, it's awesome i mean they're they're getting more and more and tricked out you know last year going ike uh lucky to have you guys trick mine out for me with all the accessories and then to see morgan's with the bait well in the back and all the ram mounts and the depth finders and that's crazy, Pete. I mean, it's like you know yeah. all the 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 features of your seventy thousand dollar boat. 
in that little kayak. That's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The tournaments are are crazy too. I mean, the participation in the in the bass fishing kayak tournaments is oh, yeah. what it used to be in the heyday of bass in 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 the eighties, right? Which I I think was kind of when bass fishing hit the world scene. You know, you'd see these mega tournaments everywhere around the country. We'd have two hundred boat tournaments around here, always over a hundred, uh, big big events. Now you have kayak derbies where it's like 600 boats, 800 boats. It's out of control. Yeah, freshwater and saltwater. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got. Uh, there's a, a real large one down in Louisiana. Um, it is called. Come on, Louisiana guys, answer this one for me. <laughs> um, Ride the bull. Ride, Ride the, the bull. bull. Yeah, okay. it's benefit tournament. It's really, really good. But you got mm-hmm. seven or eight hundred people fishing that one. Yeah. And you've got bass tournaments growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Um getting pretty large so yeah it's uh you know i think what you're you're pointing what's growing that is community and that's yeah. something we kind of left off because that's a great thing about about the sport of kite fishing yeah is is you can go and fish by yourself in this secluded water and especially even in a tournament you get away go fish yep. but you always come back to that community yeah and that's a great thing about our tournaments and a lot of them are focused on you know the the community the event you know everyone's connected socially before and after and you just, you know, that that group of kayak fishermen, I will say, is one of the best communities I have ever been associated with. I would agree. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. it's just and absolutely fantastic. I, I experienced them hands-on. They're, they are really good guys, very yeah. helpful. Everyone yeah. Yeah. goes out of their way and, and to help you a lot more than they do on the I, And side. that's where I think they're making a yeah. mistake. You know, they haven't, le- they haven't learned lies and deceit yeah. that every fisherman needs to have in his yeah. repertoire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watch the kayak guys do that. It's like it's they, they treat it so differently. They're like, hey, man, we, you know, we were using jerk baits over on that, that bluff bank over there. Like given the pattern, the uh, spot, so that they can help the the, the competition, you know, uh, help get them along. So different from what bass is like, you know. It's more tranquil and it's less stressful. Yeah. Why else? Why else? What are they different? Are they get a kayak, they become a different person. Yeah. Still the same guys. They'd be the same jerk off if they were in a boat with a two fifty <laughs> on the back of it. But they're in this peaceful machine and they're this yeah, high off cha- the water. It changes, right? And they're this you high off the water. Yeah. And it's less stressful <laughs> until weigh in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until till final day of the tournament, and you're in the top five. It's pretty pretty high stress, pretty intense. Is that right? So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those guys go nuts. Do they go? Uh-huh. Do they go Ike on stage? They get they lose it. Yeah. They go Ike on stage. <laughs> that boy. So, yeah, he's trained them well. <laughs> All right, listen but, to me. Here's what we're going to do, guys. We are going to take a small break. Keaton, when we come back, I want to corner you on your life before Hobie Kayaks. I want to know a little bit about that. I want to hear some Sabeel stories from you as well. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue the show. Hang in there with us. We're going to get some of these audio issues fi- fixed. We have a little low audio right now. We're going to... Yeah. yeah, if we go dark, hang in there with us. We're gonna fix this not, audio. My my earphones, they're not low audio. No, they're high. They're high as hell. <laughs> uh, when we come back, more Ike live and lots of great prizes coming up. Hang in yeah. there with us. Hey, Noah Wheeler here with uh, Real Snot. Been out on this pond for about an hour now.
we would try the new Java product uh, on this frog on the top water. Uh, it works great on jigs and other plastics, but we've noticed that when we do use it on top water, we get a trail in the water, the scent's in the water, and we're getting a lot more bites. So we're going to spray some Java uh, all over the frog. Apply from reel knot to the raid, get it nice and wet, and then as I reel it in, it's going to work its way through it. Okay, so now we got that scent in the water, and then we got the frog all juiced up with some real snot, Java. Let's see what happens here. There's one. There's one. So as you can see, that scent got around in this little area, this little pocket we're fishing, and sure enough, one came up and nailed it. Small one, albeit, but hadn't caught anything since we've been here for about an hour, hour and ten minutes now. There's one. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Much better. Good little guy. Threw my frog. Man, they love this stuff. Right through the nose. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Boom.